Welcome to Entering the Transfer Portal with your hosts, Brandon Shanahan and Tyler Sprinkle, where we search for a new college football team to cheer for. Join us on our journey while we search for a new college football home. Let's dive in. Here are Brandon and Tyler. Welcome back. Entering the Transfer Portal podcast, Brandon Shanahan and Tyler Sprinkle here. After another awesome week of college football, and I think this one was probably the most significant as far as what this project is is about. Like obviously, there have been great games all week, and I feel like I start every show with how awesome the previous weekend was. But I feel like we're starting to see a lot of these teams really start to take shape and seeing the teams that we wanted to get juice, get juice, and then some others kind of falling flat. So uh, just a quick recap of the teams that we had. So Oklahoma State had to buy. Arkansas lost in a heartbreaker. We'll talk a lot about that. Kentucky picked up another solid win. Miami lost. Uh, well, unfortunately, we'll talk about them quite a bit. Um, Cincinnati with the big win over Indiana. Talked about them a lot last week as far as keeping my eyes on them for that game. They did everything I wanted to see. Um, Oklahoma fell gloriously flat to Kansas State and Adrian Martinez. Ole Miss with another dominant win. USC squeaked by Oregon State. Luckily for them, they played on the Pac-12 network this week, so nobody saw them struggle to beat Oregon State. Um, Texas Tech with an awesome win against Texas in overtime. We'll talk about that quite a bit. Notre Dame with a sneaky good win over North Carolina. Then Florida with a spotlight lost to Tennessee and we'll talk about both of those teams here coming up but Tyler a lot of teams still left in contention for for our final rows what are you thinking coming into this week I'm thinking it's a great week week to hate Miami baby so let's just jump into that because I talked about them a lot last week and defended them a little bit because I think so, – so, so let me just ask you this because I, I was going to ask you these questions last week. But so say I get a big bonus at work and I say, Tyler, we're having a boys weekend. Here's where we're going. Would you rather go to Miami or Lubbock, Texas? Um, I'd rather go to Lubbock because I really dislike the state of Florida. Truly, truly. Truly. You'd rather go to Lubbock, Texas. And I've never been there before, so I'd... Nobody has. This is Lubbock. It's like the yeah. eighth best city in the state of Texas. Okay. Well, I think a better question would be, it, would you rather go to Miami or go to an Oklahoma State game? Because they're number one on my list. Well, we're not talking about football here. So would you rather go to Miami or Stillwater, Oklahoma? Again, I've never been to Stillwater, Oklahoma, so I've, I'd like to experience some of these things. Listen, I see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to pin me against my words, and I won't have it. All right, Miami stinks. Miami as a city stinks. Miami as a team stinks. Florida as a whole stinks. Get them out of here. The thing that has tripped me up about Miami, and while I have a lot less energy to to defend them on a week-to-week basis like I have been, is I've tried to really ingrain myself in Twitter communities of all of these schools. And after a bad loss to Middle Tennessee, 45-31, to and it didn't even feel that close. It just, the vibes were so bad. And, like, I've, like, Oklahoma Twitter was was disappointed and Arkansas Twitter was disappointed, but there's a difference between like disappointed and like there are people ready to give up on Mario Cristobal already. And I'm like, I just came from this. It'd be like going to the same abusive relationship as I was beforehand. And I'm also some of the, the red flags that are overlooked coming into it. Like the fact that not just that they don't have a great college football environment, but why they don't have a great college football environment is because they share the state with several other elite programs and their student body is only 17,000 students. Like they're just not built to have these college environments. 
And because of that, it just seems hard for me to picture them getting the momentum needed. Because like I said, if they're rolling, they're rolling. But it's it seems hard to get that snowball rolling if you know if, if you're a four or five star kid in in South Florida and going to a Miami game and then going to Tallahassee for a Florida State game or Gainesville for a Florida game, um, getting to experience those two environments side by side. It's it's tough in in this day and age. I think you know it was one thing back in the '90s where they're the only team on TV, and you, you have these outrageous advantages. And I guess every kid was getting a car back then too. So I mean, there was that. But it just seems tough. And I think I I, I was overlooking a lot of things when when I went hard for Miami. Like what? What were you overlooking, Brandon? I mean, all, all of that, I, I I really thought that they were going to put something really special together. And I wasn't disheartened by their loss to Texas a and But I don't know if you saw this, but their quarterback went on an interview the, the, like the week, like in the days coming after that Texas A&M game. Where he was like, yeah, I prefer away games because they're much more electric environments. Like we just played the College Station. Now that's not a good look for anybody. But the football product, I think, is – when they get good, the football product, I think, is exciting. But what I'm starting to, to fall off on is I don't know if the football product is going to get as good uh, as quickly and as uh, as um, as high level as I was hoping that they would be. And another thing is I don't want this to just be who's the best team on this list. Let's go shoot for them. You know, it's not just about the wins and the losses, but that loss in particular was just so brutal like when texas a&m lost to, to appalachian state it's not that they lost that game like whatever teams lose games it is what it is but the the way that the air got sucked out of my chest watching that game and same thing in all of college station i'm sure it's just different than like arkansas losing to texas a&m or oklahoma losing to kansas state or or even miami losing to texas a&m but just that loss was like they i i think they're further back than I thought they would be. I mean, I'm sure it would be a lot better for them if they didn't play in, a, in a, uh, an NFL stadium, first of all. That doesn't help. They need yeah. a, a high school stadium because that's all they could fill because their fans are horrible uh, and the environment is horrible. The team is horrible. Down with Miami. Anyways, after that, after that's been decided, thank you, Brandon. Let's move on to some good teams, some worthwhile teams. Let's move on to Arkansas. Arkansas. I am super excited about Arkansas. I was actually at the game on Saturday. It, it, I work on Saturday, so it's a very specific set of circumstances that result in me getting to go to any college football games um, other than SMU. But obviously, SMU is not on this list for fairly obvious reasons. But... That it just so happened the stars aligned, and I was able to go to this game, and I was blown away by the environment there. Because I figured, like, it's an eighty thousand dollars seat state or eighty thousand seat stadium. I was like, there's, they'll, they'll they'll fill the lower bowl for sure. But who's coming from Fayetteville and who's coming from College Station? But the place was jam packed. Fortunately, my seats were right in the heart of an Arkansas section. I got my first pig calls in. It was electric. I had so much fun. The game, I wish had gone better. But I think, so just so to recap the game, so Arkansas jumped out to a 14-7 lead. They were driving, about to punch it in, 21-7. to And then the wildest scoop and handoff and score I've ever seen, K.J. Jefferson tries diving in from the four-yard line, fumbles it, A&M picks him up, and then just starts handing it off until they get to the end zone. And then... It, Arkansas goes two quarters without getting their footing. They have a chance to win it late. Bounce it off the top of the upright. I've never seen it before. I've seen hundreds and hundreds of field goals. I've never seen one land on top of the upright and bounce back towards the field. It was such a glorious way to lose. I was very sad about it. It was an awesome game. Awesome time. Everyone around me was so fun to be around. Um, and like I said, it's not just about wins or losses. They lost, but I'm so much more excited about Arkansas going forward. Well, and that's a lot of the battle, right? Finding somewhere that is just going to be a fun experience, a fun group of people to cheer around, 
and a fun team to watch. And uh, it sounds like they, they checked all those boxes for you. I'm jealous and that another you got to th- go to that. Oh, it was so fun. But another thing that I was thinking about is, okay, well, I live in Dallas. So if the more opportunities I get to see a certain team, the more attractive they are to me. Another reason why I'm not super juiced about Miami is because they play on the other side of the country. All the teams they play are on the other side of the country. Um, I mean, even a team like Cincinnati is going to come to the Big 12. They're going to play TCU. They're going to play Baylor. They're going to play you know, these teams. Oklahoma State is only four hours away. Oklahoma is only three and a half hours away. And the fact that Arkansas plays one game in Dallas every year is very attractive. So I thought that was a huge plus for them. And the, the, the vibes were incredible. And I also noticed that as I've gotten more ingrained in in an uh, SEC Twitter, which I've ho- absolutely tried to stay away from as a Husker fan because I've hated the SEC bias, and I think the SEC is overrated as a football conference, and I hate it. And I, ah, But as I'm kind of getting soaked in, Arkansas, is, they get shit on for no reason. Like, so much of SEC Twitter was super stoked to see Texas A&M win that game. Like, oh, okay, Arkansas isn't very good. Suck on that. Arkansas is not a top 10 team. I'm like, hey, fuck you guys. And so now I'm even like subconsciously starting to buy in to to that underdog mentality that a lot of Arkansas fans have had. And I wonder if part of that is just because they have been bad and they always want that little brother to pick on and get that easy win in the SEC. Absolutely, because like... Go ahead. Like I like I would just imagine like being at, like as a Nebraska fan or even as a Big Ten fan like all of a sudden if Rutgers was three and zero and then was suddenly ranked in the top ten they'd probably have some things to say but then if if Rutgers had the three wins that Arkansas had coming into the game I say let them but but they wouldn't because they're not in the big because they're not in the SEC that SEC bias but it just seems like that they're just so relieved that Arkansas didn't beat Texas A&M when they were clearly the better team in that game. Like it very quickly could have gotten out of hand in favor of Arkansas, but a couple of bad bounces and a weird handoff and A&M wins by two points. Yeah, I'm sure that was an electric game, like you said. Um, But what I was saying about being a little brother, I'm surprised that Kentucky doesn't get more hate than they do just for that same reason is. They've been kind of bad for so long, and now they're looking really good. I mean, other than that game against Florida, Arkansas has the better resume at this point than than Kentucky. And yeah, I I, I think you're right. And maybe they. Uh, that's interesting. Because there is there is something very little brother about Kentucky that like they're a basketball school. Oh yeah, they they're four and oh, how cute! But then they, they they run into these games like Ole Miss and Tennessee and Georgia, then they usually get humbled. But yeah, that's a good point. I wonder if it's just because of how obnoxious Texas A and M fans are that them particularly digging in is is what's getting to me. Because they were because another thing I noticed that they're just so lame, and. And I can't believe I didn't realize this until Saturday night. But Texas A&M has the ugliest uniforms, I think, in college football. Like, they're ugly and bland, but not even in, like, a cool traditional way, like Alabama or Texas. Like, they're just they're just ugly. Yeah, they certainly don't look great. Um, I do, I do kind of like those cream-colored ones, though. Those are kind of nice. Yeah. Cream-colored ones. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing, but I'm pretty sure that they have some cream-colored uniforms here. Oh, uh, I, I do see some some pretty cool alternate uniforms here, like when they wear the black, and I see a picture of Johnny Johnny Manziel wearing gray, and uh, see. But then that 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 just proves my point even more, because like they could have cool uniforms, right? But they, they could stick look to re- the ugly ones. Yeah, oh, there's a really cool one with like like a white jersey, but the state of Texas in a gray outline in the center. That goes pretty hard. But yeah, again, but then they choose the stupid fucking maroon on maroon <laughs> on white look, and it's just it's disgusting. Dang, I thought for sure they had some cream colored ones. Who am I thinking of? Anyways, 
yes, their uniforms are ugly. And uh, I'm not – this is going to be a bad take. I already know it. People are going to hate me for it. But I kind of uh, feel like they're the same as Notre Dame's uniforms. Everybody loves them, whatever. Their helmets are cool. You see, but but where I, but boring maybe. Yeah, I I can't argue that. But they're they're very traditional, and I and yeah, it does make it boring when you're looking against like an Oregon or an Oklahoma State or like a lot of these Nike schools that you don't even think about. Like Iowa State has some uniforms that go hard, but they're Iowa State. But I, I think they get a pass because of of how traditional and, and how ingrained in college football culture they are. Like Texas's uniforms, they're so boring. Oh, it's a white helmet with an orange longhorn on it. Get real. But they're creative. Or they're not creative, but they're like grandfathered in and traditional that, that they get that pass that Texas A&M, I don't give. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like there is certainly a lot more flash to Notre Dame than to Texas A&M. Right, I get that. Just, um, I don't know, every time I see them, I'm like, I wish there was something else. Just one other thing. Maybe sweet, but I do think Michigan or not Michigan Notre Dame's alternate uniforms. Like when they do get creative, they go pretty yeah. hard. Yeah, but this is not a fashion show. This is a hardcore football podcast. So let's do it. I'll tell you, if it was fashion. a fashion show, Oklahoma State week in and week out, they yeah. go so hard. Like I in Texas Tech goes pretty hard too. Cincinnati's pretty sneaky. Florida is classic. So now, so let me ask you this: Now that we're four weeks into the season, how how are you feeling about Cincinnati? Do they have any juice to you? They just beat a Power Five team by two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Excuse me. Yeah. Mm, no. I'm going to say no. They don't really do it for me. I love Luke Fickle. I do. Just, I don't know. They just don't, they don't carry the same gusto as, as these other teams it's do. It's tough. Yeah, they they would definitely be the, the long play because there, there's nothing on the rest of their schedule that's going to be exciting. Um, I think the best team that they'll play is UCF. They play Navy. and There's, there's no juice left on that schedule until bowl season. But I was very intrigued to see how they would play against Indiana because we've seen them play against Alabama. That didn't go great, but it would not go great for a lot of teams, so that's a tough gauge. They played what I think is a really good Arkansas team pretty close on the road to start the season after letting go of all that talent. I I feel like if you beat Indiana by three touchdowns, you can at least make the case that they're a middle-of-the-road Power 5 conference team at worst. And then if I just... I would be excited about them. I, I feel like they might get some juice com, uh, bowl season when they actually match up against another team who's probably more match skill level. Like if they make it to a Cotton Bowl or like uh, if they get the, the group of five bid in the New York Six Bowls and show up that game. But I'm high on them, but I, I'm not going to try to talk you into them at this point in the season. Well, I also feel like if that game versus Arkansas goes their way instead, I think it's like a completely different situation. Yeah. It would just be interesting to see how that would be playing out for us if it were to have gone Cincinnati's way instead of going Arkansas's way. And that's also an interesting dynamic because we're also so high on Arkansas, but would we be as high on them if they were 2-2? Two and two? About to going into Alabama next week, possibly two and three. Yeah, that would be a tough look. Right? Yeah. But again, like you said earlier, it's not about performance. It's about no. having a a school that you could really rally behind and somebody that is going to be fun to watch. So I don't know. I, I guess this isn't... Uh, isn't really ifs and buts it's what's going on right now Mm -hmm. speaking of ifs and buts and we talked about notre dame very briefly they're two and two now they beat north carolina by 13 two touchdowns pretty much 
How are you feeling about them? I, I kind of feel like they're in the same boat as Cincinnati. Um, I mean, they don't play in a conference. Like I said, their uniforms are kind of boring. They do have like a kind of an electric environment when they play, which is nice. Yeah. I would put Notre Dame higher on my list than I would Cincinnati, but I still wouldn't really consider Notre Dame. I'm holding out some hope for Notre Dame because they do have some juice left on the schedule. They play Clemson at home here in about a month and a half, and then they play USC on the road to wrap up the season. I, But they play until then, they play BYU, Stanford, UNLV, and Syracuse, and it's really hard to rally around a team if they lose to any of those schools. Like Granted, they lost to, to Marshall, but I give them a pass there. It's Marcus Freeman's second game. They just didn't bring it after an intense game against Ohio State the week before. But now you got some wins under your belt. You figured out how to win. Um, those are teams that you should beat up on. Yeah, I certainly agree. Um, that was a big kind of letdown spot for Notre Dame for sure after the Ohio State game. But I still, you still can't lose that game. I don't. You're you're Notre Dame. You have all the talent in the world. You sh- you still shouldn't lose that game. Agreed. Agreed. And that's why I'm not giving them any any wiggle room here the next four weeks. Cause, and I, I don't know. Like I've seen other schools on this list lose to teams I wish that they didn't like. Like Oklahoma losing to Kansas State. It, that's a shitty game to lose. But if if they go 11-1, and one, that's still an awesome season. If Notre Dame wins out, that's an awesome season. But... Yeah, I they they have no more leash, I think. Yeah, and like, there's no real like big games on the schedule except for USC. But I don't know. I just I don't see him climbing back in this one for me, unfortunately. Yeah, it again. I'm I'm holding out hope. Maybe they pick up some late juice towards the end of the season. Um, but a team that I was almost ready to 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 get rid of, a team that I put on a very short lease this week or the week before, was Texas Tech. Because and like like I was describing last week, we really cast a wide net with these teams. Like we wanted different teams from different conferences, different fields, different vibes, different uh, success levels, and just to see if any of them pop. And I think the best example of that this year has been Kentucky. I mean, we were talking about how boring those first couple of weeks were, but then they go to Gainesville and beat Florida, and now now they got all the juice. I really thought Texas Tech had a couple of big opportunities to do that, and I was super excited for them to play NC State. I'm like, uh, above a good Big 12 team versus a good ACC team, that should be interesting, especially on the road, traveling to, or just traveling, yeah, two time zones. And... They kind of laid an egg, and I was like, you know, I, I don't, I'm not feeling the, the, the juice with them. But then if you go and beat Texas, I'll, I'll eat all those words. And that's exactly what they did. Overtime win against Texas with a backup quarterback, sure. But, I mean, that was such a fun game. So, and it looked like such a fun environment for a team who's, like, it it doesn't much matter what happens with them the rest of the season. They they'll have that game, and that's what what I'm about. Yeah, talk about an electric environment. Like those two, um, Texas Tech and Texas, and then Texas Oklahoma. Always great great environments for football games. Top notch stuff right there. Ah, I was kind of ready to write them off too. The but one thing that, that I'll, yeah, they're hanging in there because I, I still, I would still need them to be a good team. Uh, they play Kansas State this week, Oklahoma, on the road against Oklahoma State the next week, and then Oklahoma to wrap up the season. I think, I'll, I'll tell you what, if, if they can make it to the Big 12 title game, then I, I think that uh, that gives them a good chance with me. It does, 
to, to play devil's advocate to my own little rant there, it does feel very little brother-ish how juice they got about this Texas game. Because that's, I don't know, that's probably the third or fourth most hyped game for Texas all year. But then Texas Tech, that's, I mean, that's kind of the Super Bowl for them is beating Texas. So, th- so that's a, a bad vibe, but, but it looked really fun to be a part of. Yeah, and I would say that that's not a bad thing. Like you have a, a team and a game that is going to make that environment electric and you always get up for that game. Having rivals in those games is what makes college football college football to me. So I don't knock them at all for that because I feel like Texas maybe not like rushing the field kind of, but mm-hmm. I think it still would have been a, a big win for Texas either way. For sure. For sure. It, it definitely would have been significant to their season. But and, and that's and that's what's so interesting about this project is that each environment's so unique and it, it's so regional and that's what I don't think that you get in the NFL. That you just don't get that kind of juice on a on a September game. And that's what was so fun to me. Another big brother, little brother situation that I'm trying to keep my eyes on is Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Because that was my, my big fear with Oklahoma State. It's like, yeah, they're, they're playing at a high level right now, but they're still, they're still little brother to Oklahoma. And now Oklahoma's leaving for the, for the SEC, and, and all this has gone up. But Oklahoma losing to Kansas State as you know, former Nebraska homer seeing Adrian Martinez go off for five touchdowns was awesome. But after such a big win against um, that team from Middle America the a week prior, I was really expecting Oklahoma to start going on a tear, starting with Kansas State, taking care of business against TCU and, and rolling into Red River. Where, and they were in my top five last week after that team against or after that win against uh, the the red team from Middle America. Um, where are you sitting with Oklahoma at this point? I don't know if this goes back to my childhood, but I've always hated Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I can't get, I don't think I can get past that. Yeah. It's, it's similar to Miami. Yeah. I don't think I can ever get past it. I do remember that at one home and home that, Nebraska played against Miami. I think it was our, our junior or senior years in high school, and I just fucking hated Miami for those two games. And that's I'll, that's the kind of juice that's is tough to get behind. I'll tell you what, though, those games were electric. Those were so fun. Oh, I, I went to the one in Lincoln that was a great. Oh environment. my gosh, I oh, I'm so jealous. I that's have you been to a, a more electric? football game I did go to the Broncos Bengals game when it was uh, Andy Dalton strip sack by uh, DeMarcus Ware oh, oh that and that's when Cincinnati was buzzing too oh yeah and that oh, was like okay. a playoff birth that was a big game, game. yeah the so yeah, Broncos were still trying sweet. to clinch home field at that point oh yeah that was a good game. Boy, that I would, right. I would put those kind of neck and neck, but in terms of college games, that is for sure top of the list. I mean, that's as electric as it gets. Fantastic. So, is there anything that Oklahoma could do? Like, what if they go and win? What if they go and win the Big Twelve this year? Does that move the needle at all for you? No, After losing their, they're leaving. Yeah, but they're going to they're going to the SEC going to the heart right, of college they're, football. They're still leaving. They're quitters. I mean, so they is USC. Quitters. No, because as I was going to get to in a little bit, I think I might have to kick USC off my list because no shot am I going to stay up till 11 o'clock at night to watch the start of a USC game. And one I can't even watch because I don't have the fucking Pac-12 network. So, 
So I'm, uh, I'm glad that you brought up USC because we haven't talked a lot. They, there hasn't been much to talk about, but I think that was – like I was so excited after fi- fi- finally getting home from, from Jerry's World, watching the, the end of the Oklahoma-Kansas State game. See, USC's having a close game against Oregon State. Uh-oh, they're in trouble. They're on the Pac-12 network. Nobody has the Pac-12 network. And, like, the Pac-12 network is, is what killed my fandom for Colorado. I grew up in Colorado, Denver sports fan through and through. And I lost my love for Colorado football because they couldn't watch them. They're on the Pac-12 network. Granted, then they also got really bad at football, so it would have been hard to watch anyways. But, I mean, it's... But they're leaving before Oklahoma is. So they'll be there in a couple of years. And I I think once they're in the Big Ten, they won't have any of these 10 o'clock starts. I think all their primetime games will be on on this side of the, the, the universe. I just can't give them my fandom without ever being able to watch them. I can't. That do is it. tough. And and I was thinking about USC because I think what they have going for them is that if you told me I had to pick one of these teams that's going to win a national championship in the next ten years, I'm picking USC. That's, I, that feels heavy to me. I don't think that's too far off. I do think that they have as good a shot as any to do that. But just strictly, I'm going to give you my heart and soul. But the only caveat is I can't ever watch you. I can't do it. Yeah, with USC, it would strictly be the -the on-the-field product. And because as we've talked about, at length with Miami, I don't think their environment's very electric. Granted, I think if I were to pitch you the same, would you rather go to lo- take a trip to L.A. or take a trip to Stillwater, Oklahoma? Do it, does L.A. have a better chance there? Well, yeah, because I've never been to L.A., so. L.A.'s pretty cool, if you go to the right places. But, I've always wanted to. Yeah, it, it, that's tough. That's a very good point. Because they're still, they're still going to be in the Pac-12 for, I think, another year or two. So now I'm so yeah, surprised. Yeah, and, and it's nothing against USC itself. It's just you can't watch their game. I mean, I'm okay with staying up late and watching them. But even if I did, like you just said, it's on the Pac-12 network. Who the hell has Pac-12 network? Nobody oh, ever has the Pac-12 no. network. Yeah. I don't think it even exists. I and think it's probably forgotten. I think they just forgot to, to bring the cameras to the game. So they're like, oh, it's on the Pac-12 network. Sorry, everybody. And it's such a shame because I, the more I think about it and the more that I'm starting to, to remember what's happened to college football in the last 10 years, that's got to be the, the, the one of the main factors in the Pac-12 falling off the face of, of college football. Because like even the Big Ten networks on basic cable. Like it's, yeah, and or, I don't, oh, dude, I just don't get what they're doing. Why does every Pac-12 game have to start at like 7 p.m. local time when a majority of college football is played during the day? Well, that's the only way that they can get on any of these channels because nobody watches their channel. Yeah, yeah. And even still, yeah, maybe they play at night, but still they're on the Pac-12 network. Well, because I remember even when like Stanford had Christian McCaffrey and how fun that team was to watch. Like, yeah, they started at 10 o'clock at night our time because that, that was the only way that they were going to get Christian McCaffrey on the spotlight. or And that's and nobody voted for him for the Heisman because everybody was asleep by the time that he got on the field. So I think that's the, the single death of the, the Pac-12. And that's why, other, other than USC and UCLA for a brief time, that's why I didn't want any of those teams on my list. It's because the Pac-12 is dead. It's just a matter of which teams can, can get a life preserver from the Big Ten or some type of super conference with the Big 12. Like that's that's it. Pac-12 is dead. Yeah, and also talk about another very classic uniform combination. That you very classic. Very traditional. It is fun to cuz the the interesting thing with with USC is that at at all their like big home games, you get like A-list celebrities. Like I, I would be so much more excited about Cincinnati if Snoop Dogg was on the sideline. 
Yeah, and then UCLA can't get like ten fans to come. It looks like a UCLA is ridiculous. It looks like a Pittsburgh Pirates baseball game. It's I, I can't believe that. I mean, now that I think about it rationally, it makes sense. But I'm like, they have a pretty good football team. It's not like the product's so bad. And because I, I was looking through their attendance last week, and it's like thirty thousand people. And I'm like, there's no way there's thirty thousand people in those pictures. And then I think I was comparing it to like Oklahoma State, who doesn't have a big stadium at all. Like there's still there's still water Oklahoma. They're in the middle of nowhere, and they were getting double the amount of. Oh yeah, here, here's what my point was: more people were at the Arkansas. Not the Arkansas, the Texas A&M Miami game than have attended all of UCLA games combined this year, and that's if you trust those attendance numbers, which are not true. No, absolutely not. That's so that sad. was disgusting to me. Yeah, it, it is sad because that because I think that yeah they're a good football team, and they're gonna be fun to watch. But I mean, I can't get behind that. No. I mean, I'm trying to. At that point, I was trying to defend Miami's stadium culture i can't I mean, you gotta pick your battles that was disgusting so then let me so we're doing a lot of hating this show so if you were so we've done our top five every week and we'll do that again this week who would be your bottom three starting with number one the team that you won out of this yesterday miami so miami Cincinnati. You're just going to name off my top three? Is that what this is? <laughs> Miami, Golly. Cincinnati, and Notre Dame. I thought you were going to say Oklahoma. I'm like, you really are just naming off the, the bottom three teams <laughs> that I had in my top five. Gosh, if I had no. given you two more slots, you would have said Oklahoma State and Arkansas. <laughs> but... What about Let's you? See here. Today, I would have Ole Miss at number three just because of the fact that out of all of these teams, I've had at least a little bit of an excitement for all of them except Ole Miss. I don't want to kick Ole Miss off, but I just I haven't been excited about them at any point this year. I think that'll change this week with Kentucky for sure. But as of right now, I, no juice. Notre Dame... Notre Dame's on that too. And then I I probably say have to say say USC. Oh man! Especially after I won't be able to watch much of them until they go to the Big Ten. But how? But also, how fun is it going to be when they play teams like? Minnesota it's gonna on be the Big so Ten weird. Network at it's 11 a.m. So, so oh, weird. so weird. I'm going to be I'm like so So that part just seems so fun that I'm kind of all in for it. And then, of course, like the big games against Ohio State, Michigan, and 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 all those teams. But <laughs> especially with how bad I, Iowa's offense has been this year. Like, imagine get, getting into a punt off with Iowa. I, I'd, I'd pay pay-per-view for that. That's what makes college football great, man. So many different styles, so many different teams. They can all find a way to win one day. Love it. So, so then let me ask you this. So we had one team in common in our bottom three in Notre Dame. Do you think that they, between playing Clemson and between going on the road to USC at the last game of the year, do you think that's enough juice to get you on board? The fact that they are in control of college football conference realignment going forward, they get to pick their have their pick of the litter between the ACC and the Big Ten, and can stay independent. Is there enough juice there where you would want to keep Notre Dame? I think you just cut out there. Can't hear you anymore. It looks like you're making a really compelling point. Can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay, so what I was saying is 
I think Notre Dame would be so dumb to not go to the ACC because year in and year out, they will have a chance to win that every year. Mm-hmm. With now the Big Ten being so loaded, if they sure. don't go to the ACC, they would be silly. And with that, I kind of, for some reason, I kind of dislike ACC football. I would say ACC football would. I think ACC football is definitely on the come up. I think Florida State's getting good. I think Miami's going to figure it out eventually. Not to the point that I had hoped they uh, they would. I admitted earlier. But I think they're going to be a relevant football team again. Clemson is coming down to earth to a point where it's not so lopsided. Uh, then I think if you add Notre Dame there, they get really interesting. I, I'm hesitant if they would go to the ACC because for that move, they would have to be getting more money from the ACC than they would from NBC, which sharing with 13 other teams seems iffy. And then from a football standpoint, you, you do get your traditional rivals in the Big Ten, like Michigan and USC. So I, and it's tough because I, we just don't know. We don't know where, where, where they'll be. Yeah, and but, I think that's why I would say no, they're not. I don't think they're going to win me over, at least not in the near future. Are you ready to get rid of them? Cut them out. That one hurt. I felt so good about cutting out every team to this point, but that one kind of hurt a bit. I thought they had some real – they were in my top five to start the year. I think they were in our top tier with their preseason top yeah. five. Wow. I mean, not as drastic of a fall as Texas A&M, but that one, yeah. So moving forward, awesome week this week. Texas A&M is playing Kansas State, which is now a, a ranked matchup. Um, let's see. what else? Uh, We got Kentucky and Ole Miss, which is going to be awesome. Uh, then we have Oklahoma State and Baylor in a Big 12 championship rematch. Arkansas is playing Alabama and Fayetteville. What are you most excited about? Who has the biggest opportunity to make a splash in our rankings? I have one question first. Is Eastern Washington really ranked? They're ranked in the FCS, so it shows up okay. on the spreadsheet as well. I was yeah, they are out. Yeah, so yeah. confused. I was like, Kansas isn't ranked, but they are. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that makes a lot more sense. So technically, that is also a ranked matchup, uh, Florida and Eastern Washington. But Gotcha. But yeah, who's got the most to win this week? Who's got the most to lose? I think Ole Miss has the most to win. If they come out and just, I mean, if they beat Kentucky, they're moving on my list, man. Because I love just sure. the atmosphere around there. Um, the cool new helmets that they just released, did you see those? Yeah. Sick, dude. I love oh, so hard. I think they definitely have the most to gain. Most to lose, I think it's Texas Tech. Because if they come out and they get shit pumped by Adrian Martinez, I think it might be calling it quits for the boys. I don't know. I... I don't have anything to, to disagree with there. I think as far as our rankings go, I mean, Oklahoma State's already top tier. So as awesome as a win at Baylor would be, there's only so much room for them to go. Same thing with Arkansas. Like if they were to pull it off against Alabama, that'd be awesome for college football. But there are already top tier in our rankings. I think Ole Miss, if, yeah, if they beat Kentucky, I mean, for sure they're probably taking Kentucky's spot in my top five. And I know Ole Miss has already has already been in your top five. I think they have the most to win. Same sentiment about Texas Tech, where they they felt like they just got their head above water beating Texas. I was really disappointed with how they played against NC State, and for them to come out beat Texas, I'm like, all right, that that that's the juice that I was looking for, and they got it. If they were to lose to Kansas State, it lose it again, because um, while win and loss record isn't everything it it certainly matters like we're not we don't want to cheer for bad football teams 
and I don't think. Yeah, we've been they, doing that for too damn long. Yeah, too damn long. <laughs> I think not. You did bring up Eastern Washington. I think Florida has a lot to lose because I was so excited. They weren't even on the uh, on our first edition of the list, but I was so excited by them beating Utah. And then all of a sudden, if they go back into SEC play with a two and three record, again with a loss against an FCS team, that's tough to that's tough to to justify. So they're up there too. I would say Notre Dame, but they're already done. We talked about them. Um, yeah, I mean, I think those are the biggest risers and and potential losers for sure. It's going to be a really, really fun week for college football. There's going to be a lot going on, a lot of movers and shakers. I think so, too. As teams are starting to get more into conference play, I think is where you really see the, the identity of these teams. Because like, it's one thing for you to beat up on these smaller schools and then get up for one big non-conference game. But it's another to be able to just go into your conference and play the teams that know you as well as anybody. That you play on a year-to-year basis, and like the game I'm most excited for is Oklahoma State Baylor. Um, like I think that's going to be such a good football game, and I'm really pulling for for Oklahoma State. It would be pretty pretty devastating to me with how excited I am about them and how good they've looked if they don't come out against Baylor. But I mean, just a lot of good football this week for sure. Yeah, I'm not super worried about Oklahoma because Baylor is a, a really solid team. Mm-hmm. Even if they do end up losing that game, I think they still have a lot to offer. So I'm not super worried about about them. What I will say about Oklahoma is that it, I think this is the best Oklahoma team, I, Oklahoma State team I've ever seen. So it, it this season is going to go a long way into determining what I think their ceiling is going forward. So if they you know, stumble and, and lose four games before the, and don't make the big 12 championship. I think that hurts. So in that way, I, I think this Baylor game is, is significant in that realm, but yeah, I, I'm super excited about Oklahoma state. And, you know, I mentioned about teams who play in Dallas every year. If they, if they're big 12 championship regular, that's a huge game that I get to go just right down the road and, and go watch every year. So that would be electric. So I'm, I'm high on Oklahoma state. There is a path where they stumble for me in that realm, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun weekend for them for sure. So now as we wrap up, we got another edition of our top fives. What are you thinking? I just wanted to point out first that this is going mm-hmm. to be Oklahoma State's biggest test. So that's oh, what by I'm really excited to see. I'm so excited. It's going to be such, it should be such a good game. Um, but for my list, man, I'm going to do Oklahoma State, Arkansas. I'm going to do Kentucky, Ole Miss. And I'm going to keep Texas Tech, but I'm going to move them down to five. I think that's a good spot for them. Because I, I was... Out of all the, the, the communities that I've gotten ingrained in via Twitter, I think that's the one that's just... but I mean, they're buzzing. They're so excited. So I, I think it, uh, that's a good one. I think for me, starting at five... Let's see. I am going to elevate Florida... They're they're going to come back and they're going to swap out Oklahoma for me at five. I I still do think Oklahoma has a good chance for me down the stretch because I didn't have really high hopes for them, but I think if they can lose what they lost over the year and rebuild and go to the Big Twelve Championship with with the ten and two record, I I think that's a whole lot of juice for me. But they did lay an egg at home against Kansas State, which is something that which they've done fairly regularly recently so that's a bummer um so florida at number five cincinnati at number four they showed me exactly what i wanted to see against indiana um 
and I'm trying to keep them as high in my rankings as I can because they're not going to have any more opportunities to to impress me the rest until bowl season. So I'm really going to try to cling on to them as long as I can. Number three is Kentucky. Could very well, could very easily swap them with Ole Miss this time next week, depending on how that game goes. But and especially if they beat Ole Miss on the road, like they're I'm the gap between three and four becomes pretty large at that point. Uh, then number two, Oklahoma State. Number one, Arkansas. Um, yeah, just a great time, and they haven't really shown me anything, any real cause for concerns yet. And I think Arkansas. I mean, if they can even kind of put together a good showing against Alabama, I mean, more power to them. How crazy would it be if they beat Alabama? Is that enough for you to put them ahead of Oklahoma State? Damn, that's a good question. Um, man, I mean, I would have to say yes. But that's a, that would be a difficult decision for me. Yeah. I, I, it's kind of tough to even picture. Like as much as I love Arkansas and as much as I think that they have a, I think there's a good chance that they win every other game on their schedule after next week, Mississippi state, BYU, Auburn, Liberty, LSU, Ole Miss, Missouri. They could win all of those other games, but that's tough. That's tough. Awesome. So it looks like our top tier is going to stay the same with Arkansas and Oklahoma State and Kentucky. Um, Ole Miss, Texas Tech. And, oh boy, and Florida going to be in the second tier. And then everyone else is just kind of fighting fair at this point. So another awesome show. Awesome weekend of college football coming up. Anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up, Sprinks? Let's go Mets, baby. Let's go Mets. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Twitter at former Husker fan. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. And that wraps up another episode of entering the transfer portal podcast. Subscribe, like, and share, and make sure to never miss an episode till next time.